Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I think this girl's being murdered. She's terrified. There's something here. Objects being thrown at people. She can't breathe. Scratches appear on my arm. That could be a problem. Oh my God, what's happening? Something terrible's happened to her. It's really bad in here. My name is Amy Allen. Something is not right. I see dead people. This person might have been a serial killer. I speak to dead people. You get those chills. And they speak to me. He is darkness. He is evil. But there's only one way to know if my findings are real. I think she broke her neck. I rely on my partner. I'm Steve DeShavi. I'm a retired New York City homicide detective. Tell me the truth. I know every person, every house has secrets. I think the devil is down here. It's my job to reveal. Who the hell would do this? But Steve and I never speak. We never communicate during an investigation. Until the very end. Who's he looking to kill? We uncover if it's safe for you to stay. You need to get out of here right now. Or time to get out. It was like endless darkness. Amy and I never communicate during an investigation. I learned about the dead through interviews and research. While Amy speaks directly to them. In the end, we meet up and reveal our findings to each other and our clients for the first time. I'm in Waxahachie, Texas, about 20 minutes south of Dallas. I'm heading over to meet with a woman named Sean who owns a family restaurant in town. She says things have gotten so out of control, she's worried about the safety of her employees and her guests. She says Amy and I are her last hope. I can't hide the fact that this is a restaurant but I still need to be careful to remove or cover any pictures, signs, or decorations that could influence Amy's findings. 
In my opening, a sheriff came up and he pointed to four graves. I think he knew some of these guys and said that those men had caused a lot of fear at the time. I'm getting a really weird smell. What a weird smell, what is this? Blood, it's blood. I'm tasting it, yeah, yeah, it's blood. Ugh. So, Sean, you sounded pretty concerned on the phone about what's going on here. Yeah, we are. We are very concerned. My daughter works up here. She's 16 years old. My mother, my husband, and my dad are up here. And we, you know, want to make sure everything is perfectly safe for everyone that comes through that door. Okay. So give me an idea what kind of experiences you guys are having. Well, we've seen apparitions, shadow people, things moving around. So it pretty much runs the gamut. So how long have you been here? I've been here for seven years. Okay. And how long has the activity been going on? Forever, as far as I know. So why are you calling us in now? Things have seemed to kind of start picking up, like objects, you know, being thrown at people in my kitchen. And my daughter, Amelia, was uh, physically slapped. So we're worried about her. What do you hope we can do for you as far as the investigation goes? I would like my children to be able to pass on this legacy to their children and so on. This is part of who we are. Sean, what about your customers? Are they experiencing anything? They have told me about a lot of the things that are happening. In fact, I have some ghost logs that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you. These oh, are some geez. of the firsthand accounts that we have received from some of our guests. We have two more like that. You're kidding. Wow. Now, what do you know about the history of this place? Because, I mean, it is pretty old. Well, there's a legend about a love triangle that occurred near this location where a young lady was uh, murdered. Wow. Okay. Why don't you show me around the restaurant? All right. Come on. Let's go this way. I'm seeing this little lady, like, about this tall. And there's a male, her son, I think. He's younger, 40s. He's not nice. And it's really strange. She feels so much stress. Why? Because she can't leave here, ever. What's going on in this room that you brought me in here? There are all sorts of descriptions in that uh, logbook as far as apparitions. We get lots of reports on an older lady. Any description on her? That she wears glasses. That's the only thing that people have all consistently said, glasses. OK. And one of the things that I have seen in this room is um, some sort of shadowy figure that appears under this table. Really? It's like a solid figure, okay. and it's shaped like a person. And, and we're positive it's not a something coming from the window, making it Yes, I'm it. absolutely 100% positive. Why is that? Occasionally, guests will say that they felt something touching their leg. Wow. It, it's very upsetting. The older woman and the son, you know if anybody might have experiences related to them? I think that they might both be seen um, as like apparitions. Okay. 
Her, though, mm. uh, I definitely think she would try to talk to people. <laughs> and if she doesn't like something, I think she would let people know somehow. Are there any areas in particular that they might be more? In here. Well, this is a busy kitchen. You're obviously getting ready for the dinner crowd. So why'd you bring me in here? This, today, we were actually standing over there, and this glass just inexplainably broke. And nothing fell on top of it no. or nothing like that? Did you hit a crack? Yes, that's why we looked over there. Wow. Anything else? I have had what appeared to be scratches, like three, one, two, three scratches appear on my arm. I was cooking, and I thought I'd burn myself. Well, you that's my that. obvious question, right? Did you burn yourself? No. That's like a burn mark. In my experience working with Amy, that could be a problem. Anything else in the kitchen? I was here one day, and I'd see something like a white apparition. And it looked just looked like a person walking back, you know, like back and forth. How tall would you say it was? Probably about six feet tall. It had arms and such. OK. What if Amy did tell you it's a little bit too dangerous for you to be here for you and your guests? That would just be sad if it was not something that I could pass on to my daughter. So I'm hoping that there's a solution that will allow us to, to stay here. This area is not good. I'm seeing a weird shadow of a female. And her arms are long and thin. She's stretching out. Mm. Are you okay? No. She can't feel her arms or legs. And she can't breathe. <laughs> Why are my arms so long? <laughs> oh my god, what's happening? <laughs> you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. 
Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why are my arms so long? Oh my God, what's happening? This woman is desperate to tell her story, so I'm doing something that I almost never do because it's so dangerous. Oh, my arms! Oh, my God! I'm letting her jump me or enter my body so she can speak through me and I can feel her pain. She can't find what she's looking for. She's a mess. She's a mess. Um, she does not understand what's happened to her. When you bought this place, did you have any idea it might be haunted? No, I was totally skeptic. Okay, so what about now? A lot different now. I totally believe it now. There's something here. What changed your mind? I have a daughter, a younger daughter. Right. She's eight now. She was in the front dining room one morning, and I heard her talking to somebody. So I asked her, I said, hey, baby, who are you playing with? And she turned the other way and looked up, and I said, what's your name? She asked somebody there what their name was, and she wasn't talking to me. So did she tell you a name or anything? Yeah. What'd she say? She said Eliza. She said she wanted her to stay with her tonight. Okay. Anything else? One time I, I came in through the back door and uh, passed one of our assistant manager who was working there, and all of a sudden this loud bang crash happened right behind me. What we call our uh, fish racks flew over his head and landed in the middle of the kitchen. I mean, I was shocked. I didn't know what to think. Now, do you think whatever's here is, is dangerous? Oh, yeah, it's very concerning, you know, very upsetting. Well, let me ask you this. Would you be comfortable turning this over to your daughter right now and then walking away? Mm, no, I don't think I would. You wouldn't? No. <sighs> she throws things in here in the kitchen. I think that she is talking all the time. I think that they would feel pains. I think that she looks scary to people. She's trying to understand what is going on. She keeps seeing things that frighten her. Getting panicked again. It's okay. It's okay. So, Doctor, you're Sean's dad. Yes. You're also a former Marine like myself. You're a scientist as well as an engineer. That's correct. Straight out blunt. Is there something going on in this place? The unexplained 
event that occurs in this restaurant. Well, give me an idea what we're talking about. There was one situation in which uh, I was at, in the back and I was cutting fish and someone said something to me, so I laid the knife down on the cutting board and I turned around to talk to him. Okay. When I turned back around, the knife was falling from in front of me and stuck in the board. I could see no explanation for it. I came and tried to debunk it for you. I find it very disconcerting. There's a entity here, whether that entity is good or bad, is unknown, but we don't take it lightly. She has to figure it out. It's when she figures it out, it will all make sense. Just tell me what you remember. Uh, and then I can't breathe. The woman that's jumped my body is struggling to piece together what's happened to her. She's gasping for air, and I'm feeling all of her pain. And it hurts. Like, she can't breathe. I think this girl's being murdered. Sean told me there was a legend about a love triangle where a young girl was murdered on her property. So I'm on my way to meet with the local police chief to see if it's true. My client said that there was a female that was murdered on their property, some kind of a lover's quarrel. Uh, is there any truth to that at all? Yes, actually there is. Uh, April 30th of 1929, there was a young lady murdered on that property area. Okay, so it doesn't sound like it happened in the house I'm investigating, but on the property. Yes, the victim is this young lady here. She was a 19-year-old divorcee Miss Lola Roller, and this doctor, uh, Dr. Harry Dowling, is apparently interested in her uh, in a romantic way. Now, Chief, do we know if they actually ever had a relationship together? No, indications are that they didn't. I mean, he was 48 years old, she was 19. She'd already told members of her family that she did not want a relationship with him. So what does she wind up doing next? She leaves the temple area and comes to Waxahachie to get away from him. She comes up here where her uncle lives, Mr. H.L. Hempkins, and she stays with him in his house. He's a local grocer up here. So Hempkins lived on the plantation property I'm investigating. Correct. So she's at the house, and Dr. Dowling finds out where she is, and he is told by Mr. Hempkins that he's not welcome, he's not going to let him in. Well, Dr. Dowling forced his way in. So Mr. Hempkins went next door from his house to his grocery store to retrieve his weapon. And he also gets a hold of the sheriff. So, Chief, when the uncle and the sheriff come back to the house, is she already dead? What's going on? No, she's not dead at that time. Um, they find that Dowling and her are involved in a physical altercation going on uh, at that time. She feels like something's missing or something missing. A person. She's trying to find a person. And I hear the men are talking, but it was too late. There's like three, three of them. 
I feel pain. Some kind of pain. And the sheriff can see that Dr. Dowling has a weapon. The sheriff tries to get the gun away from Dr. Dowling, but he's unsuccessful, and Dr. Dowling fires three shots at the victim, Miss Lola. Okay. Hits her once in the head, twice in the body. Oh, God. She can't move. She's so angry. She can't move her legs. Yeah, see how much it hurts. Uh, and then I can't breathe. I can't get the breath into my body. And it hurts. She thinks that she might be dying. What happens next? Well, Mr. Hemkins, from behind the sheriff, shoots Dr. Dowling and hits him in the head. But there's also some question that the good doctor had intended something or knew something might happen. Because in his wallet was found a note that in case something happens, contact either one of these two people uh, because I'm going to go get the only woman I've ever loved. Well, Chief, this sounds like this must have been some huge case back then. Well, it was a pretty good-sized case, obviously, at that particular time. But it's not the only one involving ladies that have been killed in that area within, a, within one mile of the place that you're talking about. The story of Lola's murder is like something right out of a movie. It's hard to believe there's several other cases similar to that within a mile of Sean's restaurant. I'm heading over to meet with the county sheriff who's done the research on those cases, and he said it will definitely help my case. You had mentioned you found some more cases very close to the property I'm investigating, similar to the Rolla homicide. We did. Okay, well, we were able to find out. Ernest Ferre, 56-year-old man, shot his wife, Amanda. He shot her in the head for throwing a vase at him. Here's a picture of him in an article. How far from the catfish plantation did this homicide happen? Uh, it's approximately eight-tenths of a mile. Okay, so pretty close. Yes, sir. Was there any other cases? Yes. In 1914, uh, Thomas Hastings shot his 18-year-old wife, Mabel, and then turned the gun on himself, and they were both found in the uh, kitchen area of their apartment. And how far from the plantation is this? This one was seven-tenths of a mile, I believe. Okay. Then uh, we had uh, another one that was uh, approximately two blocks from the catfish plantation. On this one here, is uh, Charles Alverson and uh, his wife, Maggie. Maggie was taking medication for an illness and uh, her husband, Charles, decided to mix strychnine in the medication. She died of a stomach poisoning. This is another female murdered by the husband. Do you find this unusual when you read about this? Yes. We have between eight and 10 homicides a year and that's 990 square miles. Right, and these are four homicides within a mile of the catfish plantation. Yep. That's interesting. There's um, a lot of people. Um, and it's not safe. Letting the murdered girl jump me took almost all of my energy. But now that she's out of my body, there are other dead here who are trying to communicate. Something's happening, and this woman's freaking out. There's a lot of stomach pain. Someone's saying self-inflicted. 
there was some kind of love going on or something. And it was horrible, and it ended horribly. Now that I know four women were murdered within a mile of my client's property, I need to see if anything else went down there. So I head to the local library. Searching through the archives, I discover a former Major League ball player named Paul Richards who used to live on my client's land. Turns out, he suffered a great deal of loss in his time there. So I've reached out to a local genealogist who says his story is filled with fame, tragedy, and family feuds. The property I'm investigating was once owned by one of Waxahachie's most famous residents. Well, that's true. Paul Richards was a baseball player, and uh, I have a photo here of him. In that photo, he's a manager of the Orioles. Now, you had mentioned on the phone that he had some hardships in his life. Sadly, he lost a brother, a half-brother. He was only 24 years old. And then later, he lost his father in 1937. And then Paul Richards lost his six-year-old daughter uh, just three weeks before his mother passed away. So I would imagine it's, it's got to be tough. Very hard, but he and his mother sometimes weren't on the best of terms. I want to show you this photograph of her in her later years. Right after his windfall of winning the pennant and getting some money, he had indoor plumbing installed in his mother's home. Okay. And uh, so I'm sure he thought that she would be very pleased with that. But when he asked her, she said to him that she would have just as soon had a new dress. To him, it was very serious, and they were on the outs with each other for a long, long time. Her son, she says that he's like money hungry. She says she spoiled him badly. And so she's kind of like upset because he turned out that way and isn't a better person. She says he definitely exploited people for money. And she's like, because I think he's the devil. Do you have any idea how he died? He was playing golf at Waxhatch Country Club, and he died of a heart attack at the age of 77. I am getting a lot of physical pain here. Now I'm getting like, I'm getting like, Maybe this is heart attack. Yeah, definitely a heart attack. I think this is her son. <sighs> I'm having a sketch artist draw the two entities who stood out the most from my walk. First, the old woman. She was probably in her late 60s about 5'4". She had smaller eyes, almond-shaped. Next, the woman who jumped me and how she projects herself to the living. She's kind of disfigured. Her arms are too long, and her hair's like sticking in clumps out away from her head. Is this what you saw? Yes. Now that Amy and I have finished our investigations, 
It's time to reveal our findings to our clients and each other for the first time. Amy, I'd like you to meet Sean and David. They're married. They're part owners of the Catfish Plantation restaurant. It's a family business. Actually, her parents work there as well as your 16-year-old daughter. And that's where the problem comes in. There's a lot of activity in this place. And their concern is, is it safe for them, their family, and their guests? And they would like to eventually turn it over to their kids. They call us in to see if there's a solution for it. So with that, I'm going to have Amy tell us a little bit about her walk. When I went in, these two dead people met me right at the door. It was an elderly little lady and a male who might be her son. And she told me that he is not a very nice person. He was very money hungry. And then I was feeling symptoms of a heart attack. As far as interactions with the living, people might see them as apparitions. One day we were at the restaurant. Our youngest daughter was up there with us. And uh, she was in the front playing, just being a kid. And I came around the corner and I could hear her talking. And I was an imaginary friend, I'm sure. And then as I listened to her for a few moments, some of the things she was saying made me believe that it was almost like a motherly or a grandmother type figure wanting her to spend the night. Interesting. Now, I wanted to tell you about um, the Richards family that lived in this house for about 45 years. Paul Richards was a mediocre baseball player, but a pretty good manager in the major leagues. And he lived here in this house with his mom. Oh. I actually have a photo of him. This is Paul Richards. And he had some heartbreak in his life. Uh, he had a 24-year-old half-brother who died from tuberculosis. In 1951, his six-year-old daughter died from a tear in the heart. Three weeks later, his mother fell, and she died a few days later. Mm. Now, Amy, you mentioned that the older woman kind of thought he was money-hungry in life. Well, the mom and Paul Richards had an argument over money and didn't talk after that. After he wins the World Series and comes into some money, obviously, um, he goes ahead and buys her indoor plumbing for the house. She turns around and says, well, why, you should have just bought me a new dress. You also mentioned heart attack. Yes. He did die of a heart attack on a golf course, right, in Waxahachie. Jeez, wow. Now, I have a picture of his mom, Sarah, when she was older. It couldn't have been too long before she passed, either. I have a younger photo of her. What a difference. We've seen her. Really? Mm-hmm. That's giving me chills. I saw her in between these ages. And I did do a sketch of her. All right. Well, you guys take a look. Mm -hmm. Holy smokes. Wow. They're uh, very similar. The hair is, you know, right on. The brow and the ridge line right there, right above the nose. And all seem to be very right on. You think this is who you might have seen? Probably, yeah. She was showing me a lot of different scenes or situations that she had seen in her life. What I could see and make out of them ended, like, with people dead. The one that I could make the most sense out of uh, was about a female. I started getting really bad stomach pains, and 
Someone out of these dead people said that it was self-inflicted. There was love involved and that it ended just horribly. From 1914 to 1929, there were four women murdered. What? Within a mile radius of the restaurant. Now, I think the murder you're talking about is this woman, Maggie Alverson. She had been sick with some stomach ailments. Okay. And um, she was taking medication. Her husband, Charles, decided to mix the medication with strychnine and wind up killing her with it. Now... Nice. Yeah. This is her death certificate here, Maggie Alverson. She was about 40 years old when she died. He was a little bit young. He was 34. This only happened two blocks oh. from, the, from the restaurant. Okay. So it was close. So she probably knew her. Uh, I mean, it's a small uh, town. Everybody knows everybody in this, yes. in this town. Wow. It makes so much sense to me. What else you say? I was in the bathroom area, and I started to get this really intense negative feeling, like when you're almost in a car accident. I felt a woman near me, and then I did something that I very rarely do. I let her jump me. She stayed with me for about uh, half an hour or so. Wow. So were you in control or you don't remember? Um, initially, uh, I was not. Is she trying to communicate through you? What was going on? Well, I can show you, because we have Matt's cameras. So. Let me see it. I don't even know what to say about this. I don't like that you did it, to be honest with you. What is this woman's deal? What's the story with her? She's very confused and scared. She's constantly reliving her, her death. She doesn't understand at all what is going on. She was waiting, I think, for somebody to come and get her. She saw some men uh, come in towards her. She said, I think I'm dying. Oh, no. Um, and then she was, like, trying to make her body breathe, and it couldn't. I got a lot of pain here, my neck, um, and the front of my chest. So I think at that point she was probably dead, but still inside her body. That's awesome. um, I think I have an answer, but I'm not sure. Remember I told you there was four women murdered? Right. Okay. One of the women that was murdered died, not in the house, but on the property back in 1929, on April 30th. Her name was Lola Rolla. She was 19 years old. This is her. She lived in Temple, which is about 100 miles from here. She came up here to get away from a 48-year-old doctor who was a veterinarian. Now, his name was Dr. Harry Dowling, who fell in love with her, and she wanted nothing to do with him. They never even had a relationship together. She comes up here to stay with her uncle. Somehow, he finds out she's up here. He drives up finds out the house she's in, goes to the door, knocks on it. The uncle answers and says, you're not allowed in here, get away. He had a grocery store next to the house. Okay. He went there to go get his gun and then get the sheriff. When they come back, somehow Dr. Dowling got into the house. And when the uncle and the sheriff arrive, he's got her and they're in a physical altercation. 
doctor. He's got a gun in his hand. Sheriff tried to get the gun away from him. The fight ensues. There's a big fight going on. The doctor, he puts one in the head, two in the chest. Oh. The uncle, he puts one into the doctor's head and kills him. The thing that really bothers her is that she sees herself very strangely. She does not know that she's dead. To her, she's still fighting. It's very confusing. It's sad. The way that she sees herself is basically like a shadow, and her limbs are extremely long and thin. I kind of thought that that's maybe how living people would see her. Okay. Like a female shadow that's kind of distorted. I'm having a little trouble understanding how that would actually look. I did do a sketch. Well, that's odd. Take a look at that. Wow. I've seen that. This is very upsetting to me. It's a dark figure that crouches underneath the tables in the, the burgundy dining room. So is it possible that the shadow thing she's seen is Lola? Yes. What does she do? I mean, Well, she will break things. She'll throw things around, um, especially in the kitchen. She is always screaming and yelling and crying. Wow. Can she become frustrated? Oh, yeah. We have our racks that we use for cooking, and I was almost out of the kitchen, and they flew off the shelf and flew over our assistant manager's head and landed behind, right behind me. Oh, wow. Now, one of the biggest reasons we're here is she's been scratched on her left arm. Show, show me where you were scratched. It was um, just right like that. Just like three fingernail marks. Wow. Yeah. That's her. The scratches, I think, are something that occurred during the struggle. Okay. I'm very sorry for her. I knew these things weren't just happening for no reason, that someone was trying to tell us something. We still haven't answered your most pressing question. Is it going to be safe here for you, your family, your guests? And even more importantly, is it going to be okay for you to pass it on to your kids? Right. For that answer, I'm going to turn it over to Amy. We'll start with the mother and son. A local medium needs to come in and talk to her. You know, she has so much anger. She needs to talk about, you know, her life and the things that are keeping her here. Okay. Once these two have spoken, let the medium do whatever they need to um, to make sure that they move on. As far as she's concerned, this is a little bit more detailed. There are two people you need for this. You get another medium and a grief counselor. So they have to come together, the medium and the counselor? Yes. Okay. The medium might get jumped. 
So they should take this slow and steady um, with several meetings. Okay. By the third meeting, the start of therapy begins. This is when the grief counselor will really take over as far as counseling this person who's dying. We're dealing with somebody, again, who is extremely traumatized because she's never moved on. And at first, it, you know, things might become more active because she might be pissed. But that should just be temporary until she leaves. I got to ask the question I ask all my clients. Are you going to take Amy's advice and do what she says? I think that we need to, to help Lola, definitely. Yeah, absolutely, because, I mean, it's, it's almost terrifying just to think about what she's going through. We feel compelled to help. Lola continues to suffer in death. But if Sean and David follow my advice, I'm confident she will be set free and they'll be able to safely pass their restaurant on to their children. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 